Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 506. We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 11 through 13. Here's our passage. I have been a fool. You forced it on me. You ought to have commended me, since I am not in any way inferior to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of an apostle were performed with unfailing endurance among you, including signs and wonders and miracles. So in what way are you worse off than the other churches, except that I personally did burden you? Forgive me for this wrong. This is 2 Corinthians, a letter Paul is sending to the church in Corinth. It's a follow-up letter to the tearful letter that he had sent earlier. He had gone to Corinth following 1 Corinthians when he heard that there were still a lot of troubles that had not been resolved. And he arrived and there was a lot of opposition to him, intense opposition. So he left and he sent the tearful letter challenging them. Titus took the letter and was able to get things mostly resolved. So Paul's following up with this second Corinthians now to deal with the remaining issues. And one of the issues is this group of what Paul calls super apostles. He also calls them false apostles. These are a group of what seem to be Christian Jews, which is fine. Many of the early Christians were Jews, but the problem is they're teaching you must become a Jew in order to become a Christian. And they're leading the church astray. They're presenting what Paul calls a false Christ, a false gospel, a false spirit. So he says they're super apostles in that they're so impressive, but he also says they're false apostles ministers of Satan. So he's done what has been called the fool's speech, chapters 11 and 12, in which he is boasting. And he says, boasting is foolish, but you are following these false apostles because of their boasting. So I've got to do the same thing. So he sums up, this is the end of the fool's speech. He's completed the actual speech part. Now this is just uh, the epilogue, the, the tail end of it. For verse 11, he says, I have been a fool. You forced it on me. So now he's summing up and he's used this language throughout the foolishness of this type of speaking, boasting, boasting in oneself. He boasts about his weaknesses. They boast about their strengths. They boast about their pedigree. Paul matched that and said, I'm every bit as much of a pure Jew as they are, and they boast about their visions and revelations. Paul said, well, I can't really boast about that uh, revelation I did have, which was a biggie I can't talk about. But what I have had is the authentication of my ministry based on the works of God. So now he's summing up and saying, yep, and this has been foolish. I've been a fool, but I didn't have a choice because you're being led astray by people based on their boasting. So he's mocking their boasting and also showing that being an apostle isn't just being so impressive. That's the issue. These guys are impressive in the flesh. He says, you ought to have commended me, since I'm not in any way inferior to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. The super apostles seem to be claiming that Paul is inferior. And Paul saying, you guys should have defended me on this because I'm not inferior to them. And that's where he's been demonstrating. 
based on public speaking, yeah, it may not be as good as them. But based on knowledge, I have the real knowledge. They don't. They just have impressiveness in the, in the flesh. They don't have the truth. That's the, the big thing right there. But they also don't have the authentication that comes from God. He says, since I'm not in any way inferior to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. There's some language repetition. We don't see it so much in the English. Basically, the, the direct translation would be, I'm not inferior in any single thing, even though I am not a single thing. The play on the in no way and nothing there. And inferior is uh, it's a Greek word, heister as opposed to the super apostles, where that's the, the Greek prefix, hyper. He's not heister to these guys who are hyper. And you should have recognized that. You should have spoken up about me. Verse 12. The signs of an apostle were performed with unfailing endurance among you, including signs and wonders and miracles. They did recognize he was an apostle, and they should have strayed from that and be chasing after these super apostles who are just so impressive, so good. But he said, you know, when I was there, you had the signs of an apostle, which are the kinds of things you would expect from an apostle, and they were performed. Note there, that's a passive voice, were performed. He didn't say, I performed the signs of an apostle. The implication here is, God performed these signs of an apostle with unfailing endurance as they lasted. And they included signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, signs, wonders, miracles, it's in the dative case, which means that it's instrumentality by signs, by wonders, by miracles. Now, these are things you would expect associated with an apostle, signs, wonders, and miracles. What's the difference between a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. I don't know there is any. This is just, it's a, a figure of speech. Signs, wonders, and miracles. You see this three-part signs, wonders, and miracles in Acts chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2. Other places you see signs and wonders or powers, wonders, and miracles. So it's just kind of a catch-all thing. I don't think you can say, okay, this is a sign, this is a wonder, this is a miracle. Signs and wonders is a figure speech used often in the Old Testament, just referring to the evidence of the work of God. So, Paul saying, you know, when I was there, there was these signs, wonders, and miracles, the kind of things you would expect associated with apostolic ministry. The proof that I was there as a representative of God, and you saw these things and accepted them and believed based on these things. Now you're chasing after these super apostles because of their excellence in speech and impressive appearance, which has nothing to do with being an apostle. So verse 13, he wraps it up here. So in what way are you worse off than the other churches? Point being, the other churches had the same signs, wonders, and miracles, same apostolic ministry. So as far as that goes, they're no worse off. And that's the issue is these super apostles are claiming Paul's an inferior apostle. So you should be following them. Paul's saying that you got the same thing the other churches got. Why are you worse off than them? 
except that I personally did not burden you. Here he's talking about the fact that he didn't accept their financial support when he was there. So that's the only part of apostolic ministry they were missing. He adds, forgive me for this wrong, for not being a financial burden to you. I have so wronged you by, by not having you financially support me. I think it's a big healthy dose of irony and sarcasm here. We talked earlier about you know, why he did not accept their financial support. And my theory is it was because there was this rift between the rich people in the church and the working class and poor people in the church and that the rich people would be the ones providing the financial support. So he didn't want to get aligned with that group when there was this big problem, a rift between the two groups. So Paul's saying, you guys have been following these false apostles, super apostles, just because they're impressive. When they're leading you astray, what they're telling you is wrong. They are actually not apostles of Jesus Christ. They are ministers of Satan, presenting a false Jesus, a false gospel, a false spirit. So don't get led astray based on how showy they are, what great speakers they are, how impressive they are, how good they tell you they are. Don't let that lead you astray because these size wonders and miracles, they were done by God. You saw it. They were during signs, wonders, and miracles. And they were done in the context of a true gospel ministry. Let that be the criteria that guides you. And it's a lesson for us. We so easily get impressed with things that are impressive. By impressive, we're being worldly impressive. People are so such good speakers, such great entertainers, just have incredible big ministries and things like that. It is impressive. And it's easy to get caught up in that and lose sight of it's got to be grounded in the truth of the gospel, in the biblical truth. And if it starts to stray from that, look out, take warning. So this is the end of the fool's speech. And now Paul's going to start wrapping things up as he moves in toward the conclusion of his letter, 2 Corinthians. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.